Hello, and welcome back to Hope, a podcast wishing to inspire listeners everywhere with weekly stories and personal testimonies from our wide range of guests. The Webster's Dictionary defines hope as a desire accompanied by expectation of or belief in fulfillment. I'm your host, Danny Daniel, and thank you for listening. Today, we're really lucky because we've got two special guests uh, that have really got a story to tell. We're going to start with Jeannie, uh, Jeannie, right, Jeannie? That's right, Jeannie. I'll get it right in a minute. Jeannie uh, Hutton, (laughs) a Fuel Hot Yoga Studio. Now, don't let that fool you. It's not just a regular old uh, yoga studio. There's a lot more going on over there, and we're going to find out what that is. Uh, And the nonprofit organization, uh, One Posture at a Time. Now, boy, I need some of that myself, uh, Jeannie. Uh, <laughs> Great. Lots of room for you, Danny. We have lots of room for you. Well, it's going to take some gasoline to get up there, I guess. But uh, Jeannie uh, has a, a journey uh, like no other from an inspired Jolene Conan. Uh, she's an associate of Jeannie's about how to remain hopeful using your physical body through the coronavirus pandemic. Now, you know, we've learned so much about this virus and uh, there's so many things we've got to learn, but trying to be hopeful is another bottom line. And there's an uncertain world that we're living in. We can all agree to that. All right, let's get started. Jeannie, tell us a bit about your backstory. Your we'll also be and, here uh, how you got started and as being an aspiring actress. And, and then you had a, a path of addiction, and then you started this new venture. Hit us with all that. That's right. All right, well, thank you, Danny. Um, well, first, I just want to say um, thank you to JoLynn. And thank you to you and thank you to Mariah for, for having us on as guests. And, um, so, uh, and JoLynn actually is the owner of Fuel Hot Yoga and I just get to be, um, kind of her little wingman. And, uh, and she's so great, like graciously has given me her studio for my nonprofit called One Posture at a Time that actually came out of my story. So basically, um, I grew up in, mountains of Pennsylvania, in the western Pennsylvania, um, and I had kind of a crazy childhood where there was a lot of adverse childhood trauma which um, and uh, abuse. So trauma is just kind of, I love how you said that about the operating room. Most people do think of trauma as having to have had a serious accident or something, but also trauma being emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual, we, we hear about post-traumatic stress disorder from Vietnam vets or, um, you know, childhood adversity, uh, childhood abuse, or maybe maybe as simple as, you know, the loss of um, a parent or, you know, a loss of a spouse. All of these things that can trigger a trauma response in the body that is not addressed in the moment is what trauma is. So something happens sort of against your will and you don't have ability to process it. So what happened to me was then I got out of that small town and I moved to New York City where I wanted to be an actress, like you said, Danny. And um, 
I had found, gotten in with a group of people. I was going to NYU and I was working at this restaurant in Soho in New York City. And I had started drinking. And I remember that first drink feeling like, oh my God, this is what's been missing my entire life. Instantly, this sort of release and relief happened in my body where I felt like none of that passed, all that stuff that happened to me as a kid, none of that mattered anymore. And I was just going to keep doing this thing, um, drinking. And then drinking led to many other drugs because I just wanted to be removed. I drank to oblivion. I wanted to feel um, a constant pleasure in my body because when you drink or drug, for me anyway, um, the chemicals are released in the brain, and they have proven this scientifically, that dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin and all of these wonderful hormones that make you feel so good in your body, the pleasure hormones are released every time you drink or drug. But what starts to happen over time is that the booze and the drugs stop working. And now what? So now you're always continuing. I was always chasing that that same feeling I got that first time. Um, and I ended up becoming um, homeless and penniless, walking the streets of New York City, addicted to heroin. And I still, to this day, I will look back on that, and I don't know how this little girl with all these big dreams and goals and desires you know, became a prey to misery and depression, you know, just uh, shooting heroin daily. Um, so that was how I ended up getting from there to addiction. Well, it doesn't sound like it took a whole lot for you to figure out that wasn't the right way to go. <laughs> yeah, it took a lot of years. <laughs> um, unfortunately, what happened was I was, I was, it got so bad for me, Danny, like talk about no hope. You know, I think in order to, I love that your show is that hope. Um, and that, because I think in order to understand what hope is, you got to be hopeless or have come to a place in your life where maybe you feel you have lost all hope. And um, that was me. I wanted to die. I, I was trying to die. And what happened is I, fell asleep, I nodded out from doing too much heroin, drinking too much with a cigarette in between my legs. And I had set this mattress on fire at the Chelsea Hotel in New York City. And I was kicked out. And then I was sent, um, I, I found my, I, I managed to find my way into a rehab where I started this journey where they actually started to show me that maybe I could live without um, alcohol and drugs. Well, it, and it wouldn't be it wouldn't journey. be hard for me because I don't even like a flu shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I don't like the flu shot either, but I guess I'm gonna get one, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Not. Well, let, let's take this, this year, to the, so. the positive side of yeah. uh, trauma yes, tra right. trauma training and uh, what it yeah. means to well, you. What, well, what happened was I got sober, and in that facility they had no way to sort of address the physical pain that I was in. Like why I used drugs and booze in the first place was to feel that release of pleasure. And so I, there was, 
all we did was sit around and smoke cigarettes and go to 12-step meetings. And there was no real um, way to address, you know, the spiritual malady in my body, like no God, no hope, you know, just living in constant fear and panic. We called that the spiritual malady. And um, I really had it. I had the, the hole in the donut. That's what I was. And um, all of a sudden, I, I, I got out of there, and a friend of mine took me to this hot yoga class. And I was like, did this yoga, was sober, clean and sober now for about 18 months, took this yoga class, and I was like, oh, my God. It's the same way the booze made me at first drink was like, this has been missing my whole life. Yo- that yoga class was like, this is what's been missing my whole life. This connection of my mind with my body to release these really good hormones is what's been missing. And so now I started to realize, I started to kind of relive a lot of my childhood in that yoga room as I would practice daily. And the release of doing the yoga by you compress your body and then you extend your body and all of this blood starts to pump through your entire body so that then it presses and it makes this pressure on your brain so that those hormones are automatically released the serotonin, the dopamine, the oxytocin, so that you literally leave the yoga class like you're on on fire, on top of the world. This Jolynn and I joke, we're like, music never sounded so good. Oatmeal never tasted so good. A blueberry never. It's just this sort of connection to your body where taste, sound, smell. And I realized, I was like, oh, the whole world has to have this. There's not one other alcoholic or drug addict. Um, I, I do work with people in 12-step recovery, trying to help them cross over into recovery. Um, and there's not one woman that I haven't worked with who hasn't had some kind of severe adverse childhood trauma. And so when we start to do the work in recovery um, and they'll come to yoga and they'll start to realize that they can heal that trauma with yoga. And that was when I came to this conclusion that, you know, the whole world had to have this and started this nonprofit called One Posture at a Time, which is where Jolynn has given me access to the yoga room. And we bring um, people in recovery to yoga. And I also take yoga into uh, prisons, jails, people in drug court and rehabs. Um, and I've been doing that since, you know, 2012 in New York City. And now I do it here in Athens, Georgia, with my nonprofit One Posture at a Time. Oh, I didn't so know that your facility really was, was here in Athens. I didn't realize um, the fuel Fuel Hot Yoga is in Athens. Okay. Yeah. And, and One Posture at a Time is in Athens. We work with the Athens Drug Court. We work with Will Warren. Um, I mean, with COVID right now, everything, of course, is put on hold. Um, but I actually do still take one posture at a time into um, a facility here in Athens via Zoom. So we do the meetings. We do the, the yoga on Zoom. Well, and it's know, an amazing experience. Yes. You know that uh, a couple of things. One is I don't know a lot about the 12-step program, and I'm not saying anything negative about it, but. I always felt like if you missed a step, <laughs> you kind of messed up the whole program. 
but here that's very true especially the first one <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah if you stumble yeah. on the first one you got a problem but but here this you is got very, a real problem yeah. it, it, it's very unique because we're not just dealing with the mind we're dealing with the body and they, right, they, yeah. the last time i checked they kind of go together uh, <laughs> yeah and so if you can yeah i'm yeah well i i just i think that's a very very unique now tell tell our audience uh exactly in a sentence or less what is the definition of yoga i'm not sure yoga yeah so the definition of yoga means to yoke together y-o-k-e so when you think about in the in ancient times in india um it literally means yoke to pull together so you think of the carriage and the horse they would yoga the carriage to the horse they would yoke the carriage to the horse. So we use it in the body. And everything is yoga. When you pull together, when you bring the mind into the body to find your soul. But so you, I have a saying that we, yes. Your, your objective is not to lift weights, right? <laughs> no, no. Although, although I need to, Danny, just sidebar. But no, <laughs> Dylan's taking me to do weightlifting soon. As soon as I like say yes. Um, but no, this, you're using your own body as your weight. So you're trying to use your own body as to create good stress on your body, like really good stress, good tension. Yeah, to keep your body really nice and strong. Well, mm-hmm. I, I will tell our listeners that there was an episode that we had way back three or four or five weeks ago. I'm not sure. And it had something to do with yoga. And it was a good, good one. But yours is much more comprehensive in dealing with, again, the mind and the body. I like that a, a great deal. You can't have one without the other. Yes, and you can't got have one without of, the other. A lot of, a lot of experience yes. with it. Um, well, I, I think uh, that, uh, Jeannie, y'all are doing a good job. You've got a cohort over there that's been dying I to get do. on the show, and we want to hear from her. She's my partner in crime. I'm so grateful to her and everything she does in this community. It's, it's literally her community outreach and her bringing me down here that was able to spread this message of hope. So I'm really grateful to JoLynn. Yeah. Well, that, that JoLynn is uh, a partner in this endeavor, uh, or she started yes, it? Ma'am. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes. yes. I opened up uh, Fuel Hot Yoga in 2011. Okay. And uh, what happened that first year? Well... To go back, I started my yoga journey about 16 years ago. Um, I woke up one day after graduating college and I had this tremendous back and neck pain. I never had an accident. I never had an injury. And then all of a sudden it was just 24 seven that I was in this tremendous pain. And I tried everything at that point. I started working for a company and I would try massage, chiropractic, acupuncture, physical therapy, epidurals. And nothing could give me sustaining relief of the pain. And I remember I flew out one weekend to go see my brother get married. And I went straight from the airplane into the emergency room because I couldn't even lift my head up. And at that point, I just decided I had to make my health um, and getting out of this pain my priority so that I could be anything to anyone you know because if you are in so much pain it is all consuming that's true and you you sound like you just had a a big desire to want to share what you've learned yes yes i um 
through a last resort. I tried um, hot yoga after trying everything else. Um, and I just felt immediate relief after the first class. And at points, it was only 30 minutes and it was an hour and it just got more and more. And I was so passionate about what I was doing. And I say the two things I knew 100% sure in my life, one was bearing my husband and one was that I wanted to teach this yoga and share it with others. And so you told him that? Ad- <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> he does like when his name gets added in. <laughs> um, then he always wants to know who gets mentioned first, <laughs> the yoga or him. Um, but I was teaching at several studios in Atlanta and he actually got transferred with his company to Jefferson and there was no hot yoga studio in Athens. And I was like, what am I going to do? I'm either going to keep driving to Atlanta or I'm going to have to open up a yoga studio to continue to share this passion and do what I love. And a year before I opened the studio, I lost my dad really unexpectedly. And it was very traumatic. And I remember at that point, a little later on, I was about to turn 30. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? What am I going to do? And I was thinking about, should I open a studio? Should, um, Should I just find a whole new career path? And he came to me in a dream after he passed. And it was the first good dream I had with him in it. And he said in the most clear voice, find what you love to do and do it for the rest of your life. And that was confirmation for me from my dad that I could take out this huge loan and do this crazy thing of opening up a business and, you know, starting this yoga studio to bring yoga to Athens. Well, uh, and that's what you did. Uh, it, it must be a franchise. Uh, you know, we are not yet. A lot of people have asked us to open different cities whenever our students move to different cities. They're like, yeah, you open one here. But uh, right now, my sole focus has been on our Athens studio location. And where is that location? It is 398 Foundry Street. We're right behind the Classic Center, right in downtown Athens. What size are your classes uh Well, right now we are limiting our classes to 15% capacity, which is about 15 people in the room. And as we reopened our studio after being closed for several months, we put in um, a significant investment to UV lights and medical generators and air purifiers and sanitizers and all kinds of things to keep the space continuously safe for our students to come and practice with us so they could find a sense of community and healing through the practice. But we're also offering yoga outdoors. We're offering yoga virtually so that people can practice Mm -hmm. with us if they are at home um, and can't come in studio with us. Well, do you do a virtual uh, training thing like somebody that tuned into your class could, could have it in any house? Is that right? Exactly. They could practice from anywhere. We have a yoga library online, which has almost 200 classes that they can take anytime. And then we also live stream classes directly from our studio that they can sign up for. Okay. And when they sign up, I'm sure that they must pay a little fee to be able to get that uh, training. Yes. Um, We do have yoga memberships, um, but our 
goal has always been service and how can we offer what we do to the community. So over the pandemic and through the whole time that we've been open with the yoga studio, we have offered thousands of yoga scholarships um, to give the yoga practice to people who don't have the means to pay for it. And what would you say your mix is of college students versus uh, older, mostly women or men or what? We have an all-ranging mix. I mean, we have people from 18 years old to in their 70s practicing with us. Um, And uh, we do have a good amount of college students. But I would say um, a majority of our practitioners are local Athenians. Okay. And And even kids' classes. We used to have the kids' classes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, that'll come back. You know, it'll all come back. Yes. One one day. Uh, But people... This is one of those things that sounds to me like that if, if you go there for a couple of classes and you benefit from it, you're going to tell somebody else. You know, your yes. word of mouth must be good. <laughs> yes, we do rely on word of mouth. You know, I think especially with the pandemic, um, you know, we find that um, – we're on our phones and technology and using it more than ever. Um, and at the same time, we're faced with stress, uncertainty, and all these emotions that are constantly coming up. And the yoga class um, for those students coming in might be the one time that they're not looking at their phone. You know, it gives us a chance to connect to our bodies, not just physically, but also emotionally and spiritually. And it also gives us an opportunity to move through these emotions and move through this stress in a healthy way and find a sense of community. Well, you're going to be hard pressed to find somebody out there of any walk uh, of life that doesn't have some stress with all the stuff that's going on. When they walk exactly. in that door, do you, they put their cell phone in a big black box? <laughs> yes. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. <laughs> they usually leave it by their shoes. Well, that's, um, or it could be a green yeah. box. It doesn't really matter. But I, <laughs> And when you talk about social media, you know, there's so many distractions. Uh, So they have to walk in there and say, look, I'm just going to tune all that stuff out. And I'm going to get some good out of this uh, this meeting with y'all. Is that what you hope they do? Exactly. I mean, students are at home, you know, some of them are having to quarantine and they are on their phones and on their computers, you know, all the time. And they've proven that, you know, Facebook, social media, it really increases, um, you know, depression rates and, you know, lower self-esteem. And so when they come into the yoga class, it's not only a chance to disconnect from technology, it's a chance to reconnect to our bodies and ourselves. And we say it's building that self-love and compassion for ourselves. And we, when we start to build that for ourselves again, it opens us up to building compassion and love for others. Well, if I, like I say, if I come one time, I'm probably going to be hooked to a certain degree and I want to come back. How many sessions would I come to on the average? I mean, initially, what, 10, 8? Yeah, I mean, if you can come to 10 classes, that would be great. Most of our practitioners practice from two to three times a week. You know, I had a student who just recently came back um, after us being closed, and um, they were gone for several months. And they took three classes with us, and they said, my back pain in three classes has significantly gone away. He's like, now I don't have to get the injections that I had scheduled for last for next week. Mm. You know, I mean, even in just one or two classes, you will feel the effects 
of this practice. That's amazing. What are y'all trying to do? Put the chiropractors out of business? <laughs> no, we actually love the chiropractors in town. We think it's a good combination. Um, but yoga is definitely a powerful tool for changing your life in a very positive way. Well, let me ask you this. Would you say that the, the, the yoga and the combination of what you're doing over there with the positive thinking and everything like that, uh, let them listen to our show at least once a week. That'll make them better and uh, hopeful. Uh, that's about as good an opportunity to kind of change things with a minimal uh, effort. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when we feel more positive about ourselves, when we feel more hopeful, it um, gives us an opening to bring that out into the world and to provide service to others, whether that's at home with our families, whether that's at work or whether that's in the community through community service in Athens. Well, I think it's fantastic. Uh, and that area of town is wonderful to visit and you should get a lot of business out of the classic center over the, over the years to come. What y'all are doing is, is, is different. It's unique. And it's effective. I, I like those three three words. Uh, well, y'all keep doing what you're doing, and and hopefully some people will uh, uh, check in with you. You're going to be on our uh, website, and if thank people want to know more and about you, too, you, Danny, thank you for you all you do as well. Well, thank you. I'm I'm excited about getting some people healed up, and that's what you're doing, and it, uh, that's uh, that's yes. wonderful. And they can contact us um, if they want to um, get a scholarship or um, uh, learn more about our sliding scale memberships to practice with us. Fuel Hot Yoga is the studio. Yep, they can find us at fuelhotyoga.com okay. or on Instagram. And then our nonprofit is called One Posture at a Time. That sounds good to me. That sounds great. Yeah. You folks have a great week, and uh, y'all just keep getting people. You too. You keep getting Thank people yoga. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right, then. Bye-bye. Bye. We have heard some incredible stories and advice today from Jeannie and Joe Lynn. This episode recorded at Vega Studios was produced by Mariah Rose. Also remember to follow us on social media. We will be posting our episodes on our Facebook page along with the website. Stay in touch with us and spread the word. It's all about hope. But before we go, I wanted to remind the listeners that I'm a huge supporter of the UGA Miracle, which is the largest student-run organization at the University of Georgia that raises money for children's health care of Atlanta. They raise over a million dollars a year, and you can be a part of that. Just go to ugamiracle.org, and you can donate. Remember... Any amount given is a step closer to saving a child's life.